Repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. This gospel passage today is often employed, and rightly so, to make clear the responsibility that we have towards the state in justice. We owe our country our, our faithful citizenship to do our part as citizens to shape our country in keeping with God's plan for society, just as in justice the government owes us its citizens also certain goods. But our Lord's question, whose image is this when he was handed this coin bearing Caesar's image, and his conclusion that it belongs to Caesar because it bears his image, teaches us something even more fundamental and important. Because our Lord also exhorts the Pharisees to repay to God what belongs to God. And following the logic of the principle that our, that our Lord is using here, it begs the question, what belongs to God? And what belongs to God would be what bears his image, just as this coin belonged to Caesar because it bore the image of Caesar. Any Jewish person who heard this conversation would immediately know the answer to that question, what bears the image of God? Because we find it in the very first chapter of the Bible, of the Old Testament. Genesis 1.27. God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You and I and every human person bears the image of God, which means that you and I and every human person, we belong to God, just as that coin belonged to Caesar. And that means that what we do with ourselves in the totality of our being, body and soul, including our masculinity and our femininity, which God created, is not up to us. We look to God to understand how we should live, because we are His. We bear His image, and what we are called to repay to God is quite literally the whole of ourselves, our entire life. And I want to share with you and invite you this evening to ponder two implications of this, two aspects of of God's being that teach us something about how we are called to live how we must repay to God what belongs to God. Based on sacred scripture, we know that God is Trinity. This is what the catechism calls his innermost secret, that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in this perfect communion. The three persons, perfectly one in the one Godhead. And what this means is that before God ever creates, before we become objects of his love, he is love in himself. Because in God, there is this perfect love, this perfect communion between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It is this God who is perfect communion and love in whose image you and I are made. Which means one important way that you and I repay to God what belongs to God is by striving to live in communion 
you and I are called to find actually the, the fulfillment of our lives. Our deepest purpose in communion. Not worried so much about what I can get from this world or from any other person, but how I can make a gift of myself in love to God and to my neighbor. Tomorrow, October 22nd, is the feast of Pope St. John Paul II. And so I want to just share with you a brief passage that he wrote about this. It comes from his very first encyclical, Redemptor Hominis, the Redeemer of Man. And the Holy Father wrote this, Man cannot live without love. He remains a being that is incomprehensible for himself. His life is senseless if love is not revealed to him. If he does not encounter love, if he does not experience it and make it his own, if he does not participate intimately in it. So do we want to repay to God what belongs to God? It begins by making my life not about me, but instead about how I can make a gift of myself to others, how I too can live in communion, first of all and above all with God, through a generous life of prayer, seeking him out daily, and then also with one another and most fundamentally within our families, within our homes, making our homes dwelling places of love, a place of true communion. But then, this God who is love was not content to simply live in that perfect communion between the three persons of the Blessed Trinity. God went outside of himself to create. He created us along with everything else. And then again, he went out of himself when he sent his own son into our world in the incarnation to redeem us. Creation and redemption these two fundamental aspects of how God, we could say, went on mission. He went outside of himself to share with us, his lowly creatures, that perfect life that he has in himself. He wanted to bestow that which was so perfectly good upon others. Because this is what goodness does. It, it radiates out. It diffuses itself. And so God went on mission. And this is the second implication of what it means to be made in the image of God and to repay, therefore, what we owe to God. You and I are also called to mission. We are called to welcome that gift of divine life and then to go out to others to invite them to share in that life. The buzzword we love to use these days is evangelization, right? This is what that's all about. And living in communion creates the basis from which then we go out on mission. The communion that we enjoy in our families, the communion that we enjoy here in the church as the family of God, prepares us then to go out on mission. And above all, most fundamentally, our communion with God is what readies us then to be his missionaries in the world. Here's another passage from St. John Paul II, this time from his encyclical on the church's missionary mandate. It's called Redemptoris Missio. He writes this, The number of those who do not know Christ and do not belong to the church is constantly on the increase. 
when we consider this immense portion of humanity which is loved by the Father and for whom he sent his Son, the urgency of the church's mission is obvious. It's interesting to me that when our Holy Father several decades ago now reminded us of the importance, the urgency of this mission, it wasn't about numbers. We're not trying to pad our lead over Islam as the most populous religion in the world. We're not trying to pad our lead over non-Catholics within Christianity. Although we have the lead in both categories, you can look it up on Wikipedia, it's true. (laughs) But it's about the love of the Father who gave his Son. It's about that love that you and I experience that draws us here Sunday after Sunday. And what St. John Paul was teaching us, reminding us, is how could we not want to share that with that vast portion of humanity that is not immersing themselves in this love? The beauty of knowing Christ and fellowship in his church can't but fill us with the desire to share it with others. It's something so good, we can't keep it to ourselves. So today our Lord invites us, repay to God what belongs to God. And we who are made in the image and likeness of God are called to repay to him the whole of our lives by living this spirit of communion in our lives and by being willing to be sent on mission, sharing the truth of God's love and salvation with others. Let's draw grace from Christ this evening. As he comes to us anew in the Holy Eucharist, let's draw grace from him by opening our hearts to him here so as to live this call to communion and mission, so as to repay to God what belongs to God. St. Patrick, pray for us.